welcome to That Geek Pod. I'm Catherine and yes, welcome back. I haven't fallen off the face of the earth. And with me today is Josh Chapman from Star Wars Spelt Out. How are you going, Josh? Good. Hi, Catherine. Never, we never podcast or anything, do we? You're, you're, no, it's nice to be back on your <laughs> podcast. You're always the you're always the guest on my podcast, so it's nice to um, come over and return the favour. Yes, well, um, it's been what, not twenty four hours um, since we saw each other because last night we went and saw Indiana Jones at the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, we did. We had a good little crew going. We had. Um, Dale Williams, who's been on the pod, who does all the, um, who does, he's done a bunch of the, you know, recaps we did on Andor and Mandalorian, and he was there with his partner and one of their mates, and then a couple of my mates came along, and it was a good little, good little crew, movies with friends. Yeah, yeah, and nice, nice cinema, like well-behaved crowd. Can I just preface that? Although, like, <laughs> although <laughs> that's been my say, fear. You might not have noticed this in that cinema because I was sitting on. I was on the end, so they had we was about seven or of us, and we were right in the middle, right in the yeah. middle, perfect spot. And to, behind me, probably but probably a row over from behind where I was going. So you know, so there's like a you know they were behind, but probably one. There was probably some youths there, younger people, mm-hmm. feet up on the seats, no shoes on, like poking at the top, oh. like leaning their feet on the top of the seats. So they weren't disruptive. I think there was a couple of little mutterings going on, nothing too bad, but, you know, you couldn't get away with that mm-hmm. in a full cinema. It was pretty full last night, but it was obviously not full enough not. to stick your feet. I mean, there was obviously no one sitting in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, feet up is bad, but is feet up, shoes off, worse than feet up, shoes on? Look, I think it's worse for the person but better for the seats. Like yeah. I wouldn't put your shoes on the seats on the, cause it was like on where the headrest is as well, which is, so if you're going to, if you're yeah. going to do it, I think take your shoes off, but I guess it depends <laughs> on how smelly your feet are. But you know, if you, if you've just, you know, if you've got today's socks on, you should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, feet shouldn't go off, but um, maybe they'll go, oh, yeah, we'll take our shoes off so we're not dirtying the seat. But, yes, at least there was no talking and running around. God, I'm so burnt by that Batman experience. Oh, I don't know yeah. if I and the worst movie to see, get over it. The worst movie to see in a crowd. That Have you watched it since? Have you, like, watched it at home or anything? No. Or I think it's no. on Netflix now. No. In fact, I'm 99% sure it's on Netflix. I've got the Blu- Blu-ray. I can lend you the Blu-ray. Um yeah. Yeah. Definitely worth watching, you know, in the comfort of your own home <laughs> without any distraction. It's a good plane movie, actually. I watched, I think I watched that on the flight over to Celebration because I had it up, I put it on my iPad. Um, it's a good plane movie, actually, because it's just, you know, it yeah. demands your attention. Um, just, I just want to pre. Three hours. <laughs> yeah, and it's three hours. Yeah, exactly. You could, you know, that's three hours in the can. Basically, um, I just want to preface that um, as much as I enjoy being on your podcast, Catherine, it's happy, you know good to be here. Um, in the background, I have a, a few windows. I'm in the queue for the Taylor Swift tickets at the moment um, for the Melbourne shows. The second that the, the the new Melbourne shows has been announced and the general sale, um, we're not at Struthers level here. Of you know, I've got to get there, yeah. but um, there's been some interest from my from my daughter and and Cat's pretty keen to go too. So. 
if it, if it kicks in, if something happens, we'll live probably find out yeah. on the podcast if I get <laughs> tickets to Taylor Swift or not. But, you know, it's just there. It's like all of Australia is trying to get tickets to Taylor Swift at the moment as well. So we'll just see. Yeah. So is it a little walking man situation or it's just not numbers like the, on the screen? It's literally just like a page. It has like Taylor Swift's tour um, and it's a page that basically refreshes every 10 seconds. So it's basically got like a little a little thing, like a bar that runs across and goes, next update is in seven seconds, like 10 seconds, it t- counts down 10 seconds and refreshes. And basically I assume that when you get in, it um, you're in. So there's no like you are 100,000 in, in the queue or there's no progress. It's literally, and I think they've admitted because because <laughs> all of Australia tried to get these tickets. They'll buy two texts is like, it's literally just random. It doesn't matter if you've got 10 windows and you've been, it doesn't matter if you logged in at, you know, 6, 6 a.m. or, you know, the night before, you're basically in a line and we will just randomly allocate you a spot, which I guess is great if you yeah. get it and not great if you don't. I don't know. Like these things are always a crapshoot anyway. But I was getting some celebration yeah. flashbacks <laughs> just being in the queue, in the queue. <laughs> although not quite as anxious because, like, like I said, it, it, we'd like to go, but it's not the be all and end all. You know, if this was celebration, Oh, that 2 a.m. wake up and then logging on to see that little walking man and then, you know, slowly one by one your friend's saying, got tickets, got tickets, and you're like, oh, God, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. I think you got them first oh. last time, didn't you? I think you got in first. We, I think yeah, we've got to coordinate pretty, better. I think we've got to. pretty early. We've got to, like, have everybody's details and if somebody gets in first, you know, get the tickets. But I guess it's then you're just enslaving to organize everybody you know what I mean like then you're the custodian of all the tickets and you hold that responsibility yeah and I think with celebration there's so much that's tied to your email um it makes it a bit tricky and I think we were also maybe gun shy is not quite the right word of if if you need to drop out or or whatever resell having your own tickets under your own name yeah, exactly. Probably You're not rather than trying to offload handy. one ticket yeah. somehow and like, how do I do that and blah, blah. And yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Japan seems a long way away, but I <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's impossible to tell. You kind of go, oh, well, maybe it'll be quieter because it's Japan. It's just like, well, they haven't had one for 10 years. They could, you could just be, the demand mm. could just be just as high in Asia. You know, London sold out quick and it wasn't, there were no Americans involved or very few yeah. Americans involved. Um. I dread to think yeah. of what that one back in yeah. America will be. When they finally go back to America, it'll be six years or something since they've done oh, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's going to be insane. Oof. And I still think back to when we were getting tickets for Chicago, we were in a way quite casual about it because I think, yeah, tickets would have gone on sale again like 2 a.m. And I think I got up at 6 and mm. got on. And got tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got it even later. I think I was at, might have already been at work, which is weird that somewhere in between Chicago and Anaheim, it just kind of got a bit and nuts. Maybe just because it was Anaheim yeah. and it was Disney, and maybe because it's, I don't know, <clears throat> warm there. I couldn't, I don't know. Or maybe because Chicago was so good. And, <laughs> I don't know. Like it was a weird one, wasn't it? Like all of a sudden Star Wars fever had picked up. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that. That one back in America, when they get back there, whatever year that is, when's twenty? Hang on, when's the next one? Twenty twenty five. 
Well, they'll definitely yeah. do 2026 now because there's going to be a movie because they've pushed the movie back. I mean, that's the only bummer about Japan now is that they've pushed that movie back. So there will be no movie. It might be a movie year now. Um, well, three days of Andor. <laughs> three days of Andor retrospective. Well, Andor be. Yep. yep. Andor's out next year, though, isn't it? You should know, you know this. Well, assuming. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously they haven't finished shooting season two, I think they were a good way into it. So whenever the strike ends, they can get back to it. Mm. Um, of course. I, forgot, I completely forgot yeah. about the strike. <laughs> I was like, what are they waiting for? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it completely just it completely slipped my yeah. mind. Um, yeah, but they had been filming for a while, so a fair amount of it is in the can. Um so it, it might delay delay things, but I think it was they had given themselves a lot of time anyway. But yeah, I don't know. Are you a I torn person, Catherine? Yeah. Torn between the you know, the want and and the, the need for Andor season two, but also your you know, your sense of fairness of people having a, you know, fair day's pay for a fair day's work kind of thing, you know. Oh. <laughs> You're just like, uh. I mean, <laughs> I obviously, like, I want and or now, but, you know, that's never going to happen. Um, but I want everyone involved to get paid because then it makes it worth their while to write, to act, to set design to do all of those things that make and or fantastic. Um, so, yes, I support the strike and I'm like studios You're come like, hey to man, the table. I'm, I'm sorry These, that you guys have no yeah. work, but some, you know, some of us are sacrificing pretty hard here. Some of us are waiting for and or <laughs> longer than we're supposed to be. So, you know, Catherine's doing her part, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you saw my live reaction to when Ander was delayed three weeks. Like. <laughs> at least, you know, at least you could just blame top brass for that one. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. they did it. I mean, they never really said. I, I mean, if it was literally just no, to, to and screen the first three episodes. It might have, it might have been. Like, I think it was, I think it was to end on a certain date. Like they always were going to end it on a certain date so something else could start. So maybe it was literally just so they could actually show the three episodes at the start because they felt like, oh, we can't just show two or one because people, you know, you've got to see that block of three to grab people. Yeah. I, I'm i sort of, yeah, blah, 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 um, come around to that. They definitely wanted to show that first three at first because when I've been recommending Andor to everyone, I'm like, right, You've got to watch at least the first three, just boom, mm. through that, watch it in one sitting and then decide. Um, so if that delay was so that they could show the first three at once to line up certain dates, yep, all for it. Because people saying, oh, they're going to do more production or research, blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. It's three weeks. What can they do in three weeks? Nada. Yeah, no, it was it was Nothing. it was literally in the can. I think it was just a. I don't remember. Did something come out on? Um, did something come out? You know, like just after it on Disney Plus. Like I don't remember. No, there's been no making of. There's been no you know, Disney colon 
gallery colon and or colon making of colon whatever. Yeah. Oh, look, I, been... I think there's you know that's a very good reason for it. I think Tony Gilroy doesn't want to give away how the you know how the sausage is made until he's all done. Like I. <sighs> Like yeah, I, I think there's. I mean, they've yeah, done a little bit been... of behind the scenes stuff, but I think it's been pretty selective about what they've done. So I think they're just like, we don't want to. You know, we want to. Yeah, but honestly, the hours of deep dive that I think we could go into, and the the set design, because when you watch some of that stuff about the set design, the costume design, it is amazing, and it's just been about like Ferrex, so really so far and it's just amazing and the panel I saw at Celebration with Andy Bell about the um, VHF, you know, the visual effects, special effects, how they all work together, it was amazing and guess what, yes, they did use the volume for um, Mon Mothma's apartment. Uh, So So you can can park that argument. It didn't take us long to get onto Andor yep. stuff, Catherine. We 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 we, we got there uh, on brand. Thirteen minutes, <laughs> it says, or maybe That's it, it might have want. been eleven once my rant started. Yeah, but um, yeah, how's Taylor going? No, nah, nothing. Nothing's happening here. I'm just. I'm looking at the refresh <laughs> Look, here. It's it's like an hour and a half in. It's not looking good. But that, like I said, like it's, I just not like my daughter's fifteen or sixteen, and this is the be all and end all. So it's just, yeah, you know. And the thing is, it's the sometimes... The funny can... thing is, yeah. Oh, no, I was just well, going to... The funny thing is, this isn't my first podcast this week where I've listened to that someone wasn't was on a Taylor Swift um, queue. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like the second one this week, yeah. What was the other one? Um, it was a Survivor podcast where oh. they... Four hours. Uh, a four hours steel, the podcast Which is was. like a... Oh, yeah. They've, they've done, like, five, six hours. Um, but this was a Brant Steel, so it's like a um, simulated survivor game where they put in names and then the, you know, the computer then says, okay, who's got alliances? And then they'll go, okay, who's won the tribal challenge? Who's Who votes for who at the um, council? And it is the wildest thing, the Brant Steel. So they had on, like, all these former um, players and podcasters going head to head in a match in a Brant Steel four hours, and mm. one of the podcasters, she's Australian, she was on the Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> she, that was, she was like, "Well, I can kind of concentrate for the entire time." Oh dear. Um, and yeah, she didn't get tickets, so uh, uh, right. I'm well, hoping for I, her. I feel her pain. I don't think this podcast is going to go for four hours, but you, but you never know. But you don't. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, you're not a gamer, obviously, Catherine. I'm not obviously, but I know you well enough to know that you're not a gamer. I think the closest you ever got to was when they had that cat, that game where you controlled the cat. You were just like, do I need? Should I buy a PlayStation yeah. to play the cat game? <laughs> should I drop seven hundred dollars on a PlayStation so I can play some cat game? Um, do they do Survivor video games? Like, do they make? Have they made a Survivor video game? I I know there's like real. Um like RPG games or online games you can play, like role games, but not like video games so much. They might have been something back in the early 2000s when Survivor was the biggest show 
in the mm. world. I'm just looking up there. Survivor, um, the interactive game, also known as Survivor, is a 2001 adventure video game for the PC based on the yep. American version of the TV series, TV series Survivor. Okay. Oh, there's like YouTube videos. You could just watch the YouTube mm. video of it, but rather than having to buy yeah. a 20 year old game that's on there. <laughs> So the Survivor game and the cat game. I mean, if they did an, an Andor game, maybe you, you know you'd be, you'd be tempted to part with you. Again, you could probably just watch the you could watch the YouTube thing as well. You're like, well, it was like an Andor spin-off story. You know, you know. I watched the um, I played yeah. the I played through Jedi Survivor recently. I finished all of that, but you could just you know if you wanted to know what happened, you could just watch the YouTube cutscenes all in one big go and get the story like a little movie. Yeah. Yeah, if the story like fielding all the gaps between the time jumps for season two, then yeah, I'd have to have to be watching. <laughs> like I wouldn't necessarily buy the game, but I would definitely just you know chuck on YouTube and and, and watch it. Can I allow Andor merch be out there in the world and not purchase it? This is have you, have you, a hypothetical have you got like question. A, have you got like a checklist or have you got like a rolling like Excel spreadsheet? Are you a spreadsheet person? Like like my cat, you know, my partner cat is like mad about spreadsheets. She loves spreadsheets. Everything goes mm. in spreadsheets. Um, and I, you know, being a designer, despise spreadsheets, <laughs> especially when I get given <laughs> spreadsheets of data that I have to like somehow work into a working interface, which is what I actually had to do at work today. Um like, do you have do you have a, a pretty good like? Is there is there like every now and then do you see like and or merch and just be like, oh, I had no idea that existed, or are you, do people know your brand enough where they just send you links anytime something new comes out? I think yeah, people send me links, but there's really not that much. It's not like you know, Baby Yoda where his face is plastered on everything and mm. anything. There's not that much relatively out there. There's, you know, figures and I'm collecting more and more figures, which is disturbing. So are you, are you moving think. out of the – I can't believe we've managed to get back to Andor already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've just circled back around. We're, we're back on brand. But, like, like the other day I got you – I was in JB Hi-Fi and they had that Cassian Black series that you didn't have. Um, and I was I messaged you and said, oh, have you got that? You're like, no, I don't have it. So I got it for you. And then we went to uh, Oz Comic Con like a week later and there was a few stalls that had it. But you never know. Like you never know. Like you kick yourself if you didn't get yeah. it and then you can't get it anywhere. Like you've know, you got to live in the now. Um, but are you, yeah. branch, are you branching out? And I on... need to order another one. Oh, really? Like, are you <laughs> I've br- only got the one. Oh, well, in the box, out of the box? In the box. So far, the one you got me is still in the box. And these are the annoying um, ones where so there's no I window. So it's just another like, one. it could just be the – like you could – but you could take him out of the box so and just display him. You're not losing anything because the box with nothing in it still looks the same with the with the figure in it. Mm. You haven't actually lost anything. Like unless you were – because you're not going to resell it. Like what difference does it make? No. So if you wanted to take him out – you could display the box. It would look if you put two side by side, and he was in one of them. It wouldn't make any difference. You could save yourself forty bucks, um, which is insane. Forty bucks for a figure is insane. Um, but my point being, yeah. have you moved on to like? Are you getting like Val and and like Luthen now and Mon Mothma? Are you getting the cast, or are you just getting the, the Cassian variants? I'm trying to stay very focused on Cassian. I do have a Luthen. I picked him up in Forbidden Planet in London, mm-hmm. um, and I've got 
a BB-8 um, Funko and I've got a, like one little BB-8 but, you know, real, I'm trying to stay very, very Cassian-focused. Um, you know, and or artwork, if it's got Cassian on it, of course. But otherwise, I could just see things going a bit nuts in this house. Not that they're already not a little crazy. Uh, but, yeah, we saw Indiana Jones. Do, 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 and the do, Dial of Destiny. Do, 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 Did you do any indie prep before or anything like that? They're all kind of on tally again, the movie. I, not that I watch a lot, a lot of free-to-air TV, but occasionally flicking around they had them on. And they're on Disney Plus now yeah. too. And I've, they're on Disney Plus. They're on Paramount Plus. I think I saw them on Stan. And I've got like, them on like Blu-ray on I my shelf a, as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've got three of them on, on DVD. It's like, I, I mean, being on Disney Plus and even Paramount Plus, you sort of go, oh, yeah, I expect that. Stand as well. I'm like, what? What is going on? Bizarre thing is, not all the Mission Impossible movies are on streaming at the moment. You would have thought that oh, really? they should be out. Yeah. Not all of them are. They all made by the same company. They are, aren't they? They all. I don't know which one. Yeah. But they're all like you know whatever Paramount or Universal or whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So even if they're Paramount, they're not but, on. Now I've got to find. No, out. not all of them. Mission Impossible yeah, Three. Yeah. So that would. That the, the production company, yeah. distribution. I'm just looking to find out which company makes yeah. them produced yeah. by. I'm pretty Paramount. sure Paramount. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not all on Paramount Yeah, Plus? not all of them. No. No. It's really weird. And so, yeah, I. all right. So my osteopath is going on a trip soon and he was like, oh, yeah, what – shows you watch on the plane and you know in that moment you go oh I can't really think and then I've come home and and like written this long list and I was like suggesting oh yeah all the Mission Impossible movies and I looked on just watch to go oh, where are they all and yeah one two three four or like Rogue Nation I think if that one is or is it Ghost Protocol I don't know I can never remember the names they were all freely available but then after that they got Either not hmm. there or disappearing soon. Yeah, it was really weird. It feels like the last three or so have all blended into each other, but they're all really good. But at the same, you know what I mean? Like I feel like the like the first one's the first one, so that's really not really recognisable. The second one is the terrible one that's set in Australia, which is really yeah, yeah. recognisable. The third one is the, well, it's John Woo directed it, so yeah. very recognisable. Crew's got yeah. the long hair. The third one is the J.J. Abrams on with yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Kind of, when, you know, gets back on track. That feels yep. very noticeable. But the next, like, four, five, and six, even though they're all really good, if you'd said to me that something happened in one of those three, if you're like, oh, Tom Cruise, whatever, when he climbs up the the, the, the tower in Dubai, it, like, I couldn't tell you which one that was that's in. Four. Is that four? Okay. But if you told me that was in six, I would have been like, oh, yeah, okay, they'll get, you know, that makes sense as well. Like, they all feel, yeah. like, they're all really good, but they all feel kind of not as... I can't even say memorable. Maybe yeah. that's not maybe I guess when you get up to like six five, or seven or something. Five is where he's hanging off the plane, hanging out outside the plane. Mm-hmm. Um 
Is six is the also Henry Cavill one? underwater. Yeah, six is Henry Cavill loading his arms. He's doing like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's oh, where the, yeah. That was the last one, wasn't it? So this is seven that's coming yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, six is where Henry Cavill has the moustache that they had to CG for oh, yeah. Superman. Yeah. yeah. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Such a good moustache. Um, and, yeah, six is also uh, where Tom Cruise broke his un- ankle jumping from building to building. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he's going to. And that was the take they kept. He's going to kill himself on screen. <laughs> Something's going to go wrong. He's... Do, you reckon, do you reckon Tom Cruise has got it like a a clause in his contract? Like obviously, you know, there's probably crazy insurance stuff about Tom Cruise you know, that, you know, obviously he does, his, he does his crazy stunts and blah, blah, blah and all this sort of thing. But like do you think he's got a clause in his contract that like if I die doing one of these stunts, you have to use that take so it's in the movie? You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to put – that, oh. Like that, I want to be. I want the moment to be. You know, like you know that one that now he's driving the bike off the cliff. That's like the thing. That's like the big stunt. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I've rewatched the making of that this yeah. morning. Yeah, and it's like you know he does like twenty yeah. jumps and blah blah blah. Like let's just say, like provided he doesn't. Uh, I guess it depends on how it happens because you know, like if he does four stunts and they're all good, and then he goes, all right, I'm going to do one more, and then he just completely bottles it and goes off sideways and hits the ground. Like they're obviously not going to use. They can't use that because they'll no. use the one that works. No. Like, but if yeah. he if he did it, um, if he did the jump and then just landed it and didn't hit the ground properly, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Cruz has got all sorts. Like, I think he he's such a movies guy. He'd be like, oh, the movie's got to come out regardless. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he'd be uninsurable. You know, I think he and Macquarie just. Um, just make the stuff. You know, they you don't wonder, care. Like maybe or he puts Tom... his own money up or something. I don't know. Like maybe they or, or they insist that, which I don't even think this is the case. Is like, hey, all right, you've got to do the crazy stunt as the last thing that we film, basically. Like we're going to film the whole film and you've got to do the crazy ass stunt at the very, very end. So we've basically got the film in the can <laughs> so we can CG your, your face on, you know, somebody at the very end if we need to. Yeah. Well, no, this is the thing. Like even the, one in six where he's jumping from building to building that which was a mo- in Tom's cruise minor scale, in the screw scale, a minor yes. stunt yeah um yeah that uh stuffed up filming for a long time because yeah that was just mid filming and by the look of this motorcycle stunt you know it wasn't at the end of filming it because they've they've got eight in the can they've like this is a part one and a part two. Mm. And so they filmed them back to back in COVID bubble. Um, so, yeah, it's – but, yeah, his insurance must be such a unique <laughs> one where they they don't insure him for any stunts but they'll just insure for, you know, other stuff. But, God. Has he ever done – But the thing is he can pull it off. Like yeah. he trains and he can pull it off. But like, do you think he does? Do you think it's just for those? Like, I do you reckon it even stuff like driving or flying a plane? Do you think he really does that? Or I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's doing all yeah. that as well? Like what he did, what he did again in like Mission Impossible Six. There was 
a lot of flying in that and he was doing that. Um, I haven't, I can't believe I haven't seen Maverick yet, but um, I'm sure he would have done as much as possible with that mm. because he is a crazy man. He is a crazy man. I I know I'm sounding like a fangirl, but I mean, no delusions about the fact he's a crazy man, but gosh, he's a movie star. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Why not? Like he'll—that's what I mean. Like I—that's why I'm, I'm sort of going. Like if he's going, like if I'm going to go out like this, like I want to make sure it's still in the movie. You know what I mean? Like I don't want the whole product, the movie, not to. Like I feel like he'd be like, you know, if I drive the motorbike off sideways off the cliff and I die, like I still want the movie to come out somehow. So, yeah, yeah, because he cares that much about yeah. movies. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be an interesting person to meet. Like I think you, you have to. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen like interviews and stuff with people who talked about like working with him and sort of like he's like he's kind of like that all the time. It's not like he's got like a like the enthusiasm's always sort of high, which I guess could be potentially yeah. quite exhausting. But I've always heard stories of like of like on sets he knows everybody's name, he knows all the crew. He's very, you know like he know you know he's all in. He doesn't he doesn't sort of just turn yeah. up in the limo. Was that movie? Have you ever seen the movie um, Pluto Nash with Eddie Murphy? One of the big at the no, time one of the biggest box no. office bombs of all time. I saw in the cinema, <laughs> as well, and I heard a story about that where he, when he made that movie, he would just like drive up to the set in the limo, like they would, the limo would drive him like right up to where his mark was, and he would just get out and like read his lines and then like get back in the limo and drive off. Oh my god! <laughs> so I don't think Cruz is doing that. Like I think Cruz is, is you know, he's up at six no. doing you know. Everything every day. Every day is a new new challenge yeah. for Tom. And I think you've got to look at well, Ving Rains has obviously come back for every single movie. You know, ever Simon Pegg has come back ever since he's got brought in. Um, so has Hawkeye. What's his name again? Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Has he been Rebecca back? Ferguson? Like. She, yeah. Was he in the last yeah, few? Maybe. I don't know. I know he was in the one yeah, of them because it was a bit like – Because he was like Tom Cruise cover. If Tom Cruise wanted to leave, they could just pass the baton. Yeah. That's what four was sort of – you could feel it and what it was going to be that Renner was going to take over if Cruise wasn't. But then he was cast as Hawkeye and he was – sort of that second fiddle then for all the Marvel stuff. Mm. Um, and, but, you know, Rebecca Ferguson, who's a fantastic actress, she's going to, she keeps going with the Mission Impossible movies. Macquarie, I mean, he and Tom Cruise are the buds forever. <laughs> like. <laughs> they got the, the little necklace that's yeah. like split in half, whatever. The <laughs> one wears one, one wears the other. <laughs> Yeah, they've got the best friends um, bracelets. Um, they've made each other at school camp. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was one of our trailers. We haven't even got to the movie yet. I'm talking about the trailers. <laughs> we haven't even talked about Indiana Jones yet. No. <laughs> it was really good. It was no, really it good. Was. It was really good. Like I, yeah, I think it was a little long. And I think it dragged a little bit in a couple of places, but I did appreciate the 
just the tone was right. It didn't, it looked quite real. Like I know it had CG in it, obviously the old things have CG, but it just sort of looked, didn't have that sort of weird crystal skull hyper color, colored kind of feel to it. Like even the bits that sort of were quite stylized, like when he's in the parade, you know, with all the confetti and stuff was quite stylized, but it looked quite classic. Um, yeah. I thought the story was good. Obviously, um, yeah. That, yeah. If, whenever CGI was used, it was used well, it wasn't overused because I think that's something that Crystal Skull had was that there were sequences where it was overused. Yep. Um, and so they've brought it back. And, yeah, that, I have to admit, during the parade sequences, I was giggling to myself thinking about The Fugitive because um, <laughs> there's a rather good parade sequence in that as well. Um, but, yeah, story was good. All the themes were great. Okay, de-aged Harrison Ford I thought was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I and mean, we were, yeah. you know, I felt it was 99% there. There were a couple of times where it looked a little bit like tiny, 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 just because your brain knows that it's young. I think, you know what I mean? Like if you watch these movies in 20 years' time and you've forgotten, it wouldn't matter so much. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and the thing is we watched it. We were on a pretty big screen. We were sitting not close, close, but pretty close. Like it wasn't a huge room, but it was a big screen. So, we're, you know, so you're looking, you're looking right up close. But um, it was great. It was good just to have a young, younger indie sequence as well. And it was, um, yeah. And I felt it was even the action stuff. Maybe I'm just used to, not that I watch a lot of those movies, like Fast and Furious or whatever else, but like I felt the action wasn't hyper- you know, hyper edited to be really fast. Like it, it sort of, it was fast paced, but it wasn't like crazy fast paced. Yeah. Like, you know, the sequence yeah. where yeah. they're sort of, dri- you know, driving around the city in the little tuk-tuk car and, and yeah, all of that stuff. Like I'm sure it, it felt like the similar pace of the eighties movies, as far as the action went, like it sort of matched that, which was probably way more, was all practical rather than being really yeah. like bang, 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 you know, hitting those big like bang, bang moments and stuff. And yeah, so not that I've watched Fast and Furious movies either, but so so many movies now that editing is so fast, it's just quick cut, quick cut, quick cut. So you mm. can't actually see what's going on. Whereas I think here you could see what was going on, place everything within the geography of the city or of the the scene. So you know, like that's the thing with the one Transformers movie I watched, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on because <laughs> all of the quick cuts, yep. you, know, you couldn't place one character against the other. But here, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, so, yeah. It just Shia felt Lewis. like it was placed of, it was placed, you know, it was in place with the other ones. You know what I mean? Like it felt like, especially the original three, I may have to go back and rewatch Temple of Doom. I haven't watched that for a while, but I watched one and three reasonably recently. And it just sort of felt like it belonged in that, in that sort of, with those two. Um, I mean, do you want to talk spoilers yeah. on here? Or do you want to go spoiler free? Yep. Talk spoilers? No, I'll, um, like, yep, and I'll just give a warning. Well, we are, we're giving the warning right now. Yep. <laughs> you know, spoilers. Like, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> I mean, they poochied Mutt. Oh, Ooh, yes, yes. But they made it meaningful. 
Yeah, they gave it weight. So they 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 killed off Shia LaBeouf's character, not off screen, not like it happened during the movie, but we find it. It was kind of weird because they just sort of mentioned in a news report that his son had died, basically. He lost his son. Lost his yeah. son. And yeah. um, then find out that he'd gone. We couldn't quite figure out which was it Vietnam? He joined Vietnam. He basically he joined a war, whether it was Korea or I couldn't put the dates. It it, it would have been Vietnam, because Korea was like what forty seven to fifty, or something like that. It was very early fifties. I can't remember when Crystal Skull was set, but that was more solidly fifties from memory. And this was 69, so that's during the Vietnam War. So it's far more likely to have been the Vietnam what War. Yeah, was Crystal Skull set? I, I can't remember. I'm just thinking of Shia LaBeouf's um, motorcycle. And I'm just trying to figure out how old he's supposed to leather be. Leather jacket. So 1957, Crystal Skull set. So this is 12 years later. Uh, so much yeah, got to so be at 57 least. 57 was. Before Vietnam War. Yep. So then when is Raiders of the Lost Ark set? 36. 36. Okay, so between 36, so it's 21 years. So it's implied that Mutt was born, you know, after around, not long, you know, after Raiders of the Lost Ark or conceived. So he must be 20 in 57. Mm. So that means he's joined. Yeah. So he's. Not 30 yet. That's pretty old to join up, though, isn't it, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. It feels like a little I, bit old to be, ide- you know, to be idealistic to, to <laughs> piss off your dad like 30. It's not like he's 17 or something. Yeah. But anyway. Well, when do – yeah, anyway. But roughly that would be the timeline. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when did America um, get into the Vietnam War? In the mid-60s? Kennedy, I think, yeah, during Kennedy they got in, um, so that's 60 to 63. Um, so there may have been some kind of informal incursions in the late 50s, I can't remember. But, yeah, um, and then Johnson definitely continued it and got them in deeper because, you know, obviously Australia... Got into it with the all the way with LBJ um, stuff during that time, and LBJ being Johnson. Yep. Welcome to Catherine. Knows. I'm just trying to figure out how. So 65, the first US ground ground troops in 65 joined. Okay, so that's four years. So that makes makes him about 25, 20. Okay, yeah, that's out the realm of possibility. You know. Whatever you know, mutts, yeah. mutts, mutt, mutts, mutts got a mutt. Anyway, the, the thing is being that they basically yeah. explain and cont- you know kill him off, and you know, and it plays into the plot of the story that you know, in, and that's you know, ruined his marriage with Cat with Marion, and Indy sort of finishes. He's at the end of his career. He's got his family aren't you know around, or his wife's not speaking to him. His son's gone. He's sort of like, what's what's there to live for, really? What you know, what what are we all here for? Um, and we won't recap the whole movie, but it did play him well with the you know. With the story of sort of, you know, letting go of the past and, and you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And, and yeah, ageing and, and, yeah, looking at, well, what, you know, what does he have in his life now? You know, having yeah, retired and being past his prime, um, 
and yeah, no, no family as such. Um, and yeah. didn't really like, uh, and didn't shy Helena? away from, um, you know, how old Harrison Ford was and in Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Like, kind of embraced that. No. Like, I feel like Crystal Skull. They sort of talked a bit about him being old, but he was still doing a lot of. He was like, you know, swinging off rafters and yeah. doing a lot of, you know, in big fist fights and all. You know what I mean? Like that was probably. I suppose he was probably in his sixties then, but you know, maybe who knows? But yeah. um, you know, this it was. Yeah. He was really sort of doing what he could do. Probably more than most eighty-year-old people could do, or seventy-five. How old he was supposed to be in it? But yeah, yeah, like he was still trying to fight, and you know he was doing some good fighting, but you know, like he couldn't take down the big guys like he did in in Raiders and Lost Last Crusade. No, yeah, yeah. But I don't yeah. think it sort of you know it didn't. But, you know, it was still very enjoyable. The set pieces and stuff were really cool. And, yeah, I thought Phoebe Waller-Bridge was great in it. And and I did like oh, she's fantastic. how she was very morally ambiguous. I really just sort of thought that would just be – how they just sort of played that, that basically she was just originally just there to take advantage of him to get him to, you know, give up the treasure so she could sell it as opposed to that she really sort of, you know, wanted to work with him or anything like that. It was just an angle basically. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I think it was a worthy, worthy inclusion for sure. I hope it does well. Like they're not going to make any more, but it'd be it would it'd be good if it goes out on a high and people love it and go and see it and stuff. So yeah, uh, definitely, I want it to do well. They don't need to make any more. I don't think there'll be. Like a spin-off, I mean, who knows? It really felt who like it was also they're... like your this this is you know Harris. It was really like Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones are one and the same. You can't replace Indiana Jones, and there was a lot of just like you can't replace that. You can't go back and you know. Yeah, he he is the and character, the... and be happy with what you got. Yeah, and there was a slight acknowledgement where of you know, the ideas of the time of, you know, Helena called him a grave robber at one point. Mm. And he's like, no, that's not what I did. And But when you look back with, like, the 2023 gaze onto some of his actions in the movie to go, well, you know, are you doing what's right for the artefact? But, you know. Well, he got all uppity about being framed for murder. Did, it's like, how many people has Indiana <laughs> yeah. Jones killed? <laughs> like. <laughs> he was old. He was really quite outraged. Like I didn't kill anyone. It's just like, well, maybe not today, Indy. But like, you know, maybe it's been a quiet yeah. fifteen years or so. But um, you, you got quite the body yeah. count behind you, mate. But um, yeah, yeah. I'll look, Usually, I, he does the right thing by the artifacts. He'll give it back to the indigenous people or do what's right by it. But I don't think we can sort of have that same idea of going into archaeological sites and just taking stuff out you know the people who who want it for their own personal possession they're always portrayed as the bad guys in the indie movies yeah well I mean Mads Nicholson was really good in this and his motivation was quite um unique I suppose and yeah interesting of where he was sort of um 
where he was coming from and that basically yes. he wanted to he wanted to do the do over. He wanted to do over and he wanted to do it right because he was basically just like uh, you know, Hitler stuffed up. This would have worked if he hadn't you know, stuffed up at certain points. Um Yeah. I I'd have to go back and rewatch yeah. how he managed to perfectly sort of know well, he didn't, but it implied that he could go back to a certain point in time and, and basically correct with the, with the device and stuff like that, and then the and the, the wormhole or whatever it was opened up. So there is time travel in yeah. this movie if you haven't picked up already. So the, <laughs> the MacGuffin is this dial that can basically it's, it's kind of weak. It's not supernatural. It kind of points you to uses mathematics to point you to a to an anomaly that means you can go through time or something or rifts in time or something. Yeah, yeah, and and Wox said is that Helena is saying in her father's diaries there were a couple of dates. And one of them was in a couple of days in the future when they do the the travelling and the other was that day in 1939, which was prior to the invasion of Poland, Mm. I think. I can't remember now. Um, So those were the dates that, uh, yeah, Babs Mickelson was looking at and going, okay, based on this I'll, I'll be able to jump back there. You know, based on these mathematical calculations that uh, Toby uh, Toby Jones did, mm. Shaw, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, and then one of them was, yeah, back in sort of like two thousand years prior with Archimedes and stuff. So that was kind of I did not expect that at all. Like it was just weird. Like even the I don't know. Like even though it looked like it, you know, they were flying through that wormhole and they were going to go back to like nineteen. I really didn't know what to expect and I'd stay off spoilers and when they flew through the thing and it was, you know, then as they're going in, he's like, you know, Indy's like, oh, you got the calculations wrong. You didn't account for something, you know, continental drift or whatever it was. Um, and then they yeah. pull through this thing <laughs> and then it's just <laughs> like they're just in the middle of this like ancient like Roman battle or something. And, um, yeah, it was weird but it kind of worked. Like even, yeah, even though even when they interacted and stuff like that, and even like at the point where Indy, Indy is like, "Oh, I'm just gonna stay. I'm gonna stay here." I was like, oh, "You know what? <laughs> That's not the worst result for Indiana Jones if he's just gonna live out his life in ancient <laughs> Mesopotamia or wherever, ancient Greece or wherever he was." I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could sort of see him enjoying it, and because yeah, this was the stuff he studied all the time. Uh, but but she was right. Um, he might not have lasted ten minutes there though with no she medicine. Was right. <laughs> no, I, you know, it, it, the biggest suspension of disbelief is that you know you can last that long with a bullet wound where it is bleeding as bad. Well, I had a thought that I, I, like, I thought, oh, they're going to go like wacky that it turned out that it was Indy's body that was in the grave. You know what I mean? Like it, that wasn't. Archimedes, I, that I could thought have been, that as well. It was Indy yeah. who was there. He was in this sort of like, you know, loop of time or something. But they made the right choice and brought him back and stuff like that. And it was, you know, um, yeah. I guess it's no wacky than anything yeah. else. Like, it was certainly less wacky than the aliens in the last one and just the way it was sort of done. And But again, it, it, I really was like, oh, okay, wow, this they're actually going to go here. And yeah. Mm. But um, I'm looking forward to yeah, rewatching and- it. And I sort of like that at the start on the Nazi train, we we had another MacGuffin um, of you know the Lance. Oh yeah, the Lance yeah. Of, was it Lance? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which 
and it makes sense because, you know, yes, Hitler wanted that. So it makes sense of, okay, he wanted the Ark, the Holy Grail, and now this land. Yeah, he wants all these like the biblical three stuff. Things. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that makes sense. I love how he just moved on from, like, if, you know, you know uh, <laughs> Ark was a bust. And then Holy Grail was a bust. <laughs> He's just working his way down the queue, you know, like it's sort of, you know, and it's implied it's the end, the end of the war as well. He's sort of, you know, he'd gotten to the end of the war. He still hadn't got any of his artifacts. And then he was kind of walking, was he sort of, Indy's walking through the thing. He's like, oh, this is fake. And this is, you know, this is all just, you know. Yeah. All just kind of junk and stuff, which is, uh, yeah. There was some good uh yeah. yeah, some good humor and stuff in it, but um, no, look, definitely look if you like Indiana Jones, like go. Oh, like I, you know, I think hopefully people get down there and um, enjoy it because yeah, I, it's definitely the last one. I don't think you could, you could go again after this. No, and it's good. Like sometimes no, I don't things, think things even can Harrison be done, would so. be up to it. No. no, no. I think the most Harrison would be prepared to do is if if it made sense to do a passing of the hat, as it were. Like, I think that's all he'd want to do. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, like, I'm still, he, I could still would, go, like, like I'm still up for adventures in this universe. So whether that's Phoebe Waller-Bridge hmm. or they bring back Short Round or whatever else or not Mutt anymore because Mutt's obviously dead now. But, um, but just you know, it's just not Indiana Jones. Like you're just not basically not yeah. recasting that character. If you wanted to go off on other adventures and things and do it, and they might get tempted to do that. Who knows if it makes a gazillion dollars, you can get Phoebe Waller Bridge and get her to do a series or something. But um, but at the same time, like, I don't. Aaron I, but also, I don't want to acknowledge. Like I like to leave it there. Like I don't need to know when Indiana Jones dies. Like I don't want to see a Disney Plus show, you know and. Phoebe Waller Bridge is like at his funeral or something, or going, oh, you know, and then we lost Indy five years, you know, two years later. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that. Like, I just like that it just sort of, he got home, he's happy, hung his, got his hat, and that, like, that's it. I just need, that's all I need to know. Like, we don't need to go back. Just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. So I hope they can resist. I hope they can resist going back. Well, that's the thing. It's just like, well, if it if it does okay business, but not amazing business, at least that's just like, well, that'll be it. Like they can let sleeping dogs lie a little bit, but yeah, you know, um, yeah, I feel like that's just a nice little way to 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 cap it off. Yeah. So it was enjoyable. The kid character, what was his name? Toby. Yeah, he was good. No, Toby. It was good. I actually also liked that they. You know, he was practicing flying the plane, but also there was the guy asleep in the back of the plane, which was just a funny Indiana Jones kind of gag, but also it meant that someone else could land the plane and take the plane off later. You know what I mean? Like it was just smart. It was like, oh, it's, it's a funny yeah. gag that he's, take, he's stolen this plane and there's somebody in there, but also like, okay, well, now it means you don't have to rely on the kid to fly the plane out and land the plane and do all the other plane-related stuff. So I thought that was quite quite good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he could start it and do enough, but, yeah, the, there was an experienced pilot in the plane going, what are you doing? Well, it was just good. Where it just are we? Have... What's going on? Like, I know idiots will pick holes and stuff regardless because they can, because that's what they'll do. But 
And they'll, yeah. you know, I think when I had um, Claire Stribling on my podcast, we were talking about this, and I said, you know, I'm just waiting for a moment where they do something that is slightly goofy or whatever, and they'll use that as the trigger point to basically just complain about there being a girl in it all. You know what I mean? Like they'll they'll say, oh no, oh, because yeah. of this, this is why it's crap, not because there's a woman, even though it's all about me, not wanting a woman in the movie or whatever. But they just didn't have like it was all like it had Indiana Jones like you know set pieces and funny and you know all that stuff, but it wasn't like a overly weird use of CG or the nuking the fridge or, you know, whatever you want to, you know, Luke drinking the green milk, whatever the trigger point is that they, they gravitate to, it just didn't have that. It was just, the tone was just, you know, kept very, very consistent, I thought, in the film. Yeah. I'm sure they'll find something. I'm yeah. sure once we lock off this, there'll be some sort of oh. nonsense. But, you know, I, did, I didn't sort of go like, oh, God, they're really going to leap on you know, I think I said when Claire was on, oh, you know, there'll be a moment where Indy puts his hat on backwards or something by mistake. You know what I mean? Like walking going, oh, they're all going to complain about Indy putting his hat on backwards or something. Um, yeah. Which didn't happen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure something Helena does, they'll be upping arms about. Um, oh, look, it'll probably like be, you know, she jumps, yeah, the motorcycle, but... jumping on the, you know, on the landing gear or something. But like, yeah. it's not like she leapt off the motorcycle and like, you know, she, it was hard. <laughs> it's it's just you know it's been well bridge. Mo- motorcycle over a cliff. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. Cruz did it for real. Like, <laughs> does Phoebe Waller Bridge have to do like a bunch of YouTube videos of her practicing to jump on a real, you know, landing gear before people will stop complaining about it or something like that? But yeah, uh, no, it was good. I'm looking forward to go. So I had a mate who was supposed to come last night and he couldn't make it. And he's like, oh, you'll have to just go with me. But so maybe I'll go again. But we'll we'll see how we go. I still want to see, um, obviously, Mission Impossible we touched on. And the other thing, I know we're wrapping up here, uh, the Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem I really want to see, which looks really good because <laughs> I was a Turtles kid back in the day. And, um, yeah, the movie just looks really good, really funny. I like that they're really teenager-y in it. They've got, like, they've cast actual teenagers for the voices and, yeah, might take, okay, might take all so of it. Okay, so my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Confessions Remember, this was the 80s. This is the 80s. I was in a very small class of ballet students. We were just friends at school, just doing class. With our jazz ballet, there was four of us. We were the Ninja Turtles. Oh, is that what you called yourself or is that what someone else called you? No, no, that's what we did, the concert. Oh, you were the Ninja Turtles in the ballet? We were dressed... Oh, right, so you were yes, like, one we was in purple, one was in red, one was in orange, one was in yep. blue. So yep. which turtle were you, Catherine? Yep, at the big, I can't remember and I can't find photographic evidence. Oh. Um, however. Can't be worse yes, than that, like, um, we, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of their shells live stage show that they did in the early 90s, whatever it was. Look that up on YouTube <laughs> where they're, like, singing and, <laughs> like, they've got, like, rock guitars and stuff like that. That, you know. Or maybe you could be Raphael, oh. which is my favourite turtle. But um, you know, mm. yeah. So there we go. Um, so yeah, there's a few things coming up. Like um, yeah, obviously Mission Impossible, Barbie, Oppenheimer. Just to <laughs> yeah, of course, run the yeah. gamut. <laughs> yeah, well, we talked about doing Barbie because um, um, Olive turns eight. I think the week Barbie comes out. And Kat's like, oh, maybe we could do a screening and her mates can go see Barbie. I'm like, I don't think it's for kids. I think it's for no. adults who grew up with Barbie. I think it's going to be like the Brady Bunch movie where it's all kind of like 
Barbie in the real world and you're kind of laughing at the naivety yeah. and stuff like that, um, which is fine. Like, great. Yeah. And if anything, Barbie's probably, having – Like, she's having, like, existential yeah. crises or but... something, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, as somebody who's got yes. two girls under seven, plenty of Barbie crap on Netflix that they can watch if they want to watch the Barbie. You could tell them. <laughs> you could you could literally probably say to your kids, if your kid is seven or under and they want to see the Barbie movie, you could just probably put on Netflix and go, here's the Barbie movie. This is what it is. And they will probably just yeah. fall for it and go, here's Barbie Dreamland Mermaid Adventure. And that's what the Barbie movie is. And they'll be like, okay, great. I get to watch that. I don't even think they've released like a re- a rating yet for it for the Barbie movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm I see PG thirteen. Oh, there you go. But I'm expecting it'll, it'll definitely be like. Have you ever seen the Brady Bunch movie? Where it's like oh, the Brady yeah. Bunch like live in the real world, and everyone's just like, "What's up with that Brady Bunch?" And you know, and it's funny. It's a you know, it's a good premise, and I, I'm sure it'll be similar. Fish out of water. Barbie brings Barbiness to the real world, and struggles but then you yeah. know overcomes finds a place in the world and whatever else with you know and there'll be a lot yeah. of double entendres and all you know haha you know ken's probably gay you know whatever else all those kind of gags yeah um yeah oppenheimer yeah yeah we've got a little bit we had a little bit to go you know got plenty, plenty of content Catherine. yeah well you know at some point i have to watch guardians and spider-man but um i'll Get around to it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah I'll be worried on for you on Guardians because there's a bit of animal, bit of animal pair danger in that. I don't know. You, you'd be into that. I know you yeah. don't like that. So, I would. You know, Spider Man definitely. I, I think Guard, yeah. Guardians. It's, it's like you, you know. Maybe if you you warn ahead of time, you'll be all right. But yeah, I know you don't love that. It's not yeah. not for everyone. No, I I get very upset. Um, you know, YouTube or Facebook videos of cats you know being abandoned makes me cry every day yeah um, <laughs> just watch that yeah. be careful on guard you know be careful you know happy there are happy endings and stuff potentially yeah. but um yeah yeah I, I think i can wait for streaming for that one because then i can pause it and run away if need be that's true yeah. work for disney plus on yeah. that one cool yeah yes well, thank you for coming on. This is new streaming platform, so cross fingers, everything works. Yeah, that's, that's why you have the backup, um, which yep. I'm recording here just to help out. But uh, no, it was good. Good to catch up. You know, we'll do, we'll do more things. There'll be um, we'll be doing the uh, you'll be joining us for the Ahsoka recaps on on my podcast. I was spelt out in a few weeks, so we'll get the old gang together. We'll bring up Matt Mole and see if he's interested. I'm sure he is. Um, and see if Dale's around as well. Well, Thrawn's going to be in it. I know. This is the thing. Trying We're not going to hear the end of it. Just like, with wild horses. Do we really want to hear that? But maybe it's crap. And he'll have to sit there and eat it on there. I know he's, he's probably listened to this. He's pricked up now. Although I nearly, I literally nearly messaged him today because I gave just a really quick story. I've got the the Star Wars about that celebration beanies, and I gave Dale Williams one finally that I'd put aside for him. And I had uh, only Matt Mole and uh, Chris Anthony Tan from Star Wars Minute with the two who wanted some who I had left. And then I went into the study today and there was only one left. And I went, oh, 
and Xanthi's over from America and I'm like, oh, maybe she'll forget. Maybe, you know, maybe she won't notice. I'm like, oh, maybe Matt will forget. <laughs> and then I moved a, bo- a book and there was another one under the thing and I found that there's still the two aside that I've put on there. So I was this close oh. to messaging Matt and going like, uh, yeah, do you really still want that baby? <laughs> <laughs> and like, what, what, what do I have to miss out? Why can't she have it? I'm like, well, that's a good point also, but, you know, at least I didn't have to do that. So, but uh, yeah, yes. sorry to derail the Thank very goodness. end. Oh, we've all done stuff like that. I think I spent 20 minutes yesterday looking for a birthday card I had bought. I did find it. Um, yeah, I put it very safely away, very safely away. So, yes, Star Wars spelt out. Look for it, especially during Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be having some fun. Um doing Thrawn Watch every week, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We, I mean, we sort of just did it especially for Andor because it was Andor season and then it got a good response so we decided to do Mando and then um, we just thought we'll just roll on with Ahsoka, yeah. really. So, yeah, this, the pod's been a bit yeah. quiet the last few weeks. I've taken the last few weeks off just because I was a bit Star wars out. Um, but we'll be back for, with the vengeance for that. And just before I go at the very end, no update on Taylor Swift here. It is not looking good for Taylor Swift here, so... Hey, if you've gone out, if you got in, you bought a bunch of tickets and you got some spares, hit me up. But uh, that's all right. We, we 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 go on as long as it's not like this for celebration. You know, now I've got some extra cash that I can put in the celebration fund. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit of cash. I saw yeah, those ticket yeah. prices. <laughs> Could probably get to <laughs> Japan and back now with the money I'm saving. I'm not going to Taylor Swift. Mm. But uh, thank you, Catherine. It's yeah. uh, good fun being back on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So. I'm at the, uh, that Geek Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Catherine underscore Neen on Twitter and just at Catherine Neen on Blue Sky, that elusive blue sky. Look at you hanging out on the new stuff. <laughs> I don't know. With all the cool kids bringing <laughs> down the coolness factor. <laughs> uh, it's got to be done. That Geek Pod will return.